Ketubot, Perik Aleph, Mishnah, Yod. So, Rabbi Gamaliel, Rabbi Eliezer said in the previous two Mishnah that if a woman cohabited with a stranger but claims that he's not a disqualified person, she's fit for marriage. This Mishnah teaches that a Kohen should nevertheless refrain from marrying such a woman unless a certain condition is met. Amar Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, Ma'asa betinoket sheyaradal ma'alot ma'im min ha'ayin v'ne'ensa. An incident took place where a young girl went down to draw water from a spring and was violated there by a stranger. She claimed that he was not a disqualified person. Amar Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri, Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri said, Im rov anshe if most of the men in the town can marry off their daughters to Kohanim, that is, most of the local men are not disqualified, this girl may be married to Kohen. However, if half or more of the local men are disqualified, a Kohen should not marry her. So Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri agrees with Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer, who hold that if a woman comes with a stranger, she is believed to say that the man is not a disqualified person. Thus, she should be permitted for Kohen to marry. Rabbi Yochanan ben Nuri adds, however, that she is permitted only in a limited sense, namely, that if a Kohen went ahead and married her, they may remain married Badiavad, but a Kohen may not marry her in the first place This prohibition applies unless most of the men in the local town are not are known not to be disqualified persons. Now the Gemara adds that it is not enough for the majority of the men in the town to be eligible, rather a second majority is also required. In the case of the girl who was violated at the spring, it was also necessary that a group of travellers were passing nearby at the time and that most of the travellers were not disqualified. Only in that situation where two majorities support a claim may a Kohen marry her even in the first place, the rabbis require the second majority as an extra precaution to protect the priority of Kohanim. Bet, Mishnah Aleph. We have learned that if a husband divorces his wife or dies before her, he or his heirs must pay her a certain amount of money. If she was a virgin when she got married, the amount is 200 zuz. If she was a non-virgin, the amount is 100 zuz. This Mishnah teacher states the law where a woman, a widow or divorcee claims 200 zuz but has lost the Kutubah document in which it is recorded whether or not she was a virgin when she got married. This is the law where a woman was widowed or divorced, he omeret betula nasatani, and says in the case of divorce, I was a virgin when you married me, but he says, it's not so, rather you are a widow when I married you. Okay, if the husband had died, this dispute will take place between the widow and the husband heirs, she would claim that she was a virgin when she married their father, and they would say that no, she was a widow. So, if there are witnesses who testify that on the day of her, widow, her wedding, Nisuin, she went out from her father's house to the groom's house with a veil over her eyes or with her hair, hair untied. Okay, her ketubah is 200 zuz. Now, these customs were specific to a virgin. As such, they prove she was a virgin at the time. Rabbi Yochanan ben Barakah, but Rabbi Yochanan ben Barakah says, Af chiluk kalayot raya. Giving out roasted grain to the children is also proof that she was a virgin because this too was done only when a virgin got married. So these would be um, proofs for her to, uh, to say that, yes, I was actually a virgin and therefore would de- de- deserve 200 zuz. Have a great day.